0: Worst motherfucker never loved us. Fucker never loved us. You ain't know now, you know now. Still like the scrub jays with a two brushes. Shit. Niggas still playing my old shit. But your shit is like the police asking us questions. Nigga, we don't know shit. Flex. Nigga, I'm just flex. Niggas never loved us. do a little like we strap. Look at you, look at you, and look at you. I'm glad that they chose us Command and submission Try to fight to the finish Just if my finish On my worst behavior No They used to never wanna hear us Remember Motherfucker never loved us Remember Motherfucker Remember Motherfucker never loved us I'm on my worst behavior Don't you ever get it fucked up Motherfuckers never loved us Man, motherfucker never loved us. Worst behavior. Motherfucker never loved us. Fuckin' never loved us. Worst behavior. Hold up, hold my phone. Motherfuckers never loved us. Fuckin' never loved us. Now you wanna roll one? Motherfucker never loved us. So everywhere we go now, full cup. Always hated the boy, but now the boy is the. You better have my money when I come for the shit like ODB on my worst behavior. No? They used to never wanna hear us. Remember? Motherfucker never.
1: Yo. Hey.
2: What up, champ? what's going on,
1: man? Wednesday, you know what it is. Yes, indeed. Let's let them know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Skybox. The last episode of the Skybox for the month of September. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, God. So
2: much to talk about. So little time. I thought. know, right? It's, yeah, I mean, it, that seems to be always the thing, you know. You got Major League Baseball. The playoffs are going to kick off next week. Uh, the Nationals, unfortunately, will not see postseason action, unfortunately, thanks to the Mets basically winning out the division. Um, so yeah, the Nationals are not in. And then on top of that, uh, last this past Sunday, they had a bit of an incident that happened in the dugout. Now, for those of y'all who may not have heard this, uh, one of the Nationals relievers, uh, Jonathan Papelbaum, um, got into a physical altercation with Nationals uh, slugger Bryce Harper, and it was caught on TV. Uh, Papelbaum was upset at Bryce Harper for not running out a a fly ball, and because of that, Papelbaum took exception to that and, wanted to, and went to Harper about it, and apparently Harper didn't like that one bit, and because of that, they got into it. And because of that, Jonathan Papperbaum is now done for the season because he was suspended four games by the Nats. He was already suspended three by the league for uh, intentionally trying to plunk a, a batter, so his season's pretty much done. And Bryce Harper, nothing happened to him. So this season for the Nationals just been just a forgettable one. You know, you don't make you don't you were favored to win the division. Not only do you not win the division, but then on your like right before the like the right before the last week of the season, you have this happen, and it's just yeah, It, it it was it was a very very horrible season for for the Nationals.
1: Well. That it I mean, that it was. I mean uh that it was. I mean they was heavy favorites to win the division. Now season is pretty much done. Congrats to the New York Mets for winning the National League East.
2: Yeah. That's all I have. Yeah, I mean that's that's all you can you can do is like the Mets are in the playoffs as division champions, and the Nats are not. And then also the Orioles look like they might not even make the – may or may not make the postseason. The Blue Jays, as of prior to us recording this, they their magic number was one. If they won earlier – and I'm going to check it out. If They, they had a doubleheader going on today with the Orioles because their game yesterday was rained out, so – if they won even the this one game before the second half of the doubleheader and then or the uh, Yankees lost then they would be AL East champions. So I'm going to pull that up now to see where that is. And uh yeah, the 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 Toronto Blue Jays for the first time since 1993 are division champions. They are the AL East champions. So how
1: about them apples? I mean, it was a matter of time though. I mean, look at all the moves they made in the past few seasons to build the team that they have. Indeed.
2: I mean they I mean it's still crazy the it's still crazy the fact that it took them that it took them twenty two years to win another the winner a, a division championship. Like, that's, that's just crazy. I mean, right now they're losing in the middle of the eighth. In the, um, they're moving in the middle of the eighth right now. And um, um, the second half of their doubleheader, and the first half of their dub, doubleheader, they murdered the Orioles 15-2. Like, that's an asshole. That is an asshole.
1: <laughs> well, this game don't even matter. This game
2: doesn't even matter to them. It really doesn't because, like I said, they got the division. It doesn't even matter what the Yankees do at this point, even though they're tied with the Red Sox, five to five in the bottom of the hit with two down and runners at the corners. But at this point, like I said, their magic number was one. They just needed one win or Yankees lost, and they got the division. They got that win in a big way. And so now they're just going to play out the rest of the season, get ready for the postseason, and find out who they're going to be playing in, they're going to be play- who they're going to be playing, um, but the playoffs should be very interesting because you know the Cardinals. The Cardinals seem to make it all the time. They're right, they're right on the doorstep of making it as division champs yet again. Uh, the the Dodgers have made it into the playoffs um, as division champs for the uh, third straight year. They're in the playoffs. Uh, the National the Orioles might be out. I mean, it's definitely going to be a postseason to to check out and see who in the world is going to come out on top. Will, you know, San Fran, St. Louis, you know, those teams, the usual suspects out of the NL, will it be them? Will it be a new contender? You know, AL, we saw the the emergence of the Kansas City Royals last year, and um, this year they didn't have to back into the playoffs. They actually uh, won the AL Central, so – there's no backing in for them. There there's gonna be a target on their back.
1: I think the Warriors might actually take take the American league again this year. Well,
2: I don't know. I, mean, like I said they I mean I mean, I will say this. They did run they did take the AL Central like they are four eight games ahead of the uh, second place team in the central which is the Minnesota twins. Um And Toronto was six games ahead of the Yankees. Again, that's why their magic number was only one. Um, You have Texas. They're still in the battle with the the Angels for the AL West. And then you have the Mets have the East. St. Louis, um, they've already clinched a playoff spot, so are the the Pirates and the Cubs, but they're still in the fight to see who's going to be NL Central, who's going to be the uh, representative for the NL Central, and who's going to be in the wild card. And, again, the Dodgers have gotten in, and it looks like San Francisco, who I believe are the defending World Series champions, aren't going to even make the playoffs this year.
1: I mean, if the San Francisco Giants don't make the playoffs, this will be interesting because, I mean, pretty much the World Series title will be up for grabs.
0: Seriously.
2: Mm-hmm mm
1: mm-hmm. Not only that we're crowning a new champion. Yeah, I mean, so many teams actually have a
2: legitimate shot at it now. Yeah, I mean, like I said, because right now Pittsburgh, Chicago, and St. Louis are in the playoffs. I mean, San Francisco is on the outside again in. Who will to win this year? Uh, and those teams, those top three, those three teams I just mentioned, all have ninety plus wins. So basically San Francisco on the outside looking in and whoever doesn't come out in NL Central Champs are going to basically be wild cards. So, yeah, this is going to be we're going to have a new World Series champion crown uh, this coming October, November. It's going to be
1: pretty
2: cool. Yep. It's, uh, it's time for else to rise to the occasion. Very much so, very much so. I can't wait. I'm, I'm gonna, and most likely for people out there, listen. If you pay attention to the um, Skybox uh, group page, I will most likely post the um, the playoff matchups either Sunday or Monday. I think they'll be out Monday, and then I'll post them up then, so everybody can check out what the matchups are going to be. You know, who's going to be facing what? Of course, I'm sure they're going to have a one-game play-in. To see who's going to play, whoever. So, like I said, i just look out for that Monday, Sunday, or Monday, because the season ends Sunday, and then I believe the playoffs begin either Tuesday or Wednesday coming up next week. So, just, mm-hmm. again, keep an eye out on that.
1: Now we
2: now we're moving on.
1: We're actually, we're about to move on. Um, Chicago Bulls point guard Derrick Rose was recently injured again. Dude.
2: he fucking pulled up some pressure. This In practice. Is so oh, my God. Like, this dude is brittle, dude. Like. Yeah. I feel
1: like if um, he's
2: probably tapping on the shoulder, he probably, probably bring his collarbones so by tapping on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. But, but I, mean, I mean, I'm just looking, I mean, Light of it, not to make light of it, but I feel bad for dude though, man, because he's got all he's got all this talent, but I don't think he's played a full season in the NBA his entire career because something keep he keeps having some kind of injury that keeps him out for an, either an long period of time or the entire season, and now he has this happen. It's like what's like like what's really going on?
1: Technically, if you count his MVP season. He played up until he got injured, which was in a playoff, which was, I believe, the conference finals. hmm. hmm. Okay. I'm looking at Derek Rose now like, okay, will he be the next T Mac? Will he be the next Penny Hardaway? I mean, it's too early to tell, but I mean, Derek Rose has a lot of talent. I mean,. He can score every time he touches the ball. As of, I mean, as of right now, his surgery went as expected and will be able to practice again two weeks after his surgery.
2: Uh huh. I feel bad for dude,
1: man. Man, it it's what it is. I mean, hopefully he can get back to that MVP status or at least All Star status. Ah, uh, my Choke Artist of the Week. I'm doing this now.
2: Uh oh. Oh shit. Here we go. Uh, I actually have a rant too.
1: I'm a I'm, I'm, uh, go on my chocolate a little bit. Um, I gotta go on the Merlin
2: Turtles. <laughs> Dog, they took a restaurant quality
1: ass whooping on Saturday, though. But the week before, they lost Bowling Green by double digits. Bowling Green. I mean, yeah, it does to that's work crazy. for that, like, how the hell you go from kicking ass in a Big Ten a year before to getting your ass kicked by fucking anybody, non-Division 1 schools? Like, for real? I mean, West Virginia has owned run for the past few seasons, but Saturday they did not show up at all. I'm sorry. From coaching to play calling to Everything. I mean, their game preparation preparation was not there. It was like the moment they took the field, West Virginia had that game won. I'm looking at this team now, like, oh my God, like they don't have a chance in hell to even make possibly win five games this entire season with teams like Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Notre Dame. I like mean Iowa. Wait, wait. You, yeah, Iowa. Illinois. All these big ten powerhouses, they don't have a chance in hell. I mean, like I said, I mean I'm looking at this like, God, what the hell happened from last year to now? They really didn't lose that many starters, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's time for Merlin to rebuild starting from the head up. Right now, Merlin Athletics is not looking too well outside of women's basketball, maybe men's Merlin Athletics ain't looking too good right now. but I mean, this football team is god-awful. I gotta give the Turks show artist for the week. Based on just on their play alone. I mean it's like I can't even say that they played that were better than them. Because honestly, Bowling Green on paper was not better than Maryland. West Virginia. God, they beat them like they were ranked. I would hate to see what Merlin would look like against Ohio State. Against Michigan, against Michigan State, against Penn State, against Pitt. I Man, this shit is gonna really be scary. Like they do not stand a fucking chance this year in this conference. I mean, the Big Ten is not the most dominant con- conference, but it's football wise, it's a step higher than the
2: ACC. Hmm. Interesting, interesting analysis there, but I do I do have to mention this. This time last year, when it, we when we talked about the big, you know, Maryland being in the Big Ten and like how they're going to fare in the Big Ten, and they ended up kicking ass and doing well in the Big Ten in their first year, and so you know, given what's happened early in the season. I cannot, in good conscience, sit here and say they're not going to do well in the Big Ten because when we did that last year, what happened? They they did fucking phenomenal in their first year, so I just I just think that we got to be on a wait and see. I think it's too early. It's too early in the season to to, to write them off just yet. See, I can't wait and see because even last year. They look better than they did, than they
1: have so far this season. I mean, they're losing to fucking Bowling Green. The fuck? I mean, this wasn't even a close game. Bowling Green manhandled the What was like time Bowling Green won something.
2: Like I said, I'm not going to base their last two games on and, and take their last two games and make a season outcome such as that. I am going to say I'm going to wait and see. Now, if we get to late October, early November, and they've been getting blown out, then I'll say, yeah, this season's lost. But I can't base the, the last two games on and say, oh, their season's going to be shit. I can't do that. I have to just be on a wait-and-see attitude at this point and you never know. They might come out this Saturday and they might beat the living shit out of whoever they playing and then they might go on a run where they every team they play for the next like three or four games they beat the crap out of. We just don't know. That's the beauty of sports is that you never know what's gonna happen week to week, game to game, because just because they have a title you know, stretch at one point, that could they can turn that around in a heartbeat. You know? Like they like I said, they can come out this Saturday and just boom ass. And you know, then they can come out the following week, rule ass. And then all of a sudden all of this is forgotten. You know, that people mostly forget forget the part about getting blown out by green and then getting their ass whooped by uh West Virginia. They don't forget all about that, they come out and start whooping ass. So, you know, I can't write the stuff off just yet. I'm not. I'm not going to write them off just yet.
1: I'm writing them
2: off. Well, that's your prerogative, my brother, but I'm not writing them off just yet. I want to see what they're going to do, what Randy Oster is going to do going forward for these next couple games because you know they're going to start getting into the heart of conference play as the leaves start to turn. So I want to see what's gonna happen. We'll see.
1: But moving on, uh football, 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 football. So how did you feel? How did you fare last week, John?
2: In terms on of what pick. fantasy football? Or my picks? Your picks. Your picks. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to see if I can find that joint because. Luckily, I'm glad we put it we 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 you know have them written down so we know what's going on. Let's see my picks. Okay, I was dead wrong on on the Redskins. I was wrong on Baltimore. I was wrong with Saints. I was right on Atlanta. That's what's funny. I was right on Atlanta. Fuck the cowgirls. Sorry I, 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 sorry, I just let that out. Sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, no. I was dead right on New England because they beat the shit out of the Jaguars. I was – I don't know about the Jets. I think I was wrong about the Jets. Pittsburgh and the Arizona I was dead right on because they beat the crap out of San Fran, And I was dead right on Green Bay because they they, Aaron Rodgers went out, balled out against uh KC.
1: That's it. Okay.
2: All right. I'm about to pull up the score. I'm about to pull up the scores from last week, because I'm like, maybe I should pull up the scores. I'm, at, from I'm, last eight, week. I'm looking
1: at. I'm looking at. I'm looking at both our picks. Okay. okay. We both was, we both was right on Green Bay. We both was right on Denver, Seattle, and Buffalo. We both was right on Arizona and Indy. Buffalo's right on Pittsburgh. We both okay. struck out on a. He was right on New England. We were dead right. wrong with the Chargers. We both was wrong. Yeah, no day. shit. Yeah. We both was right about Atlanta. Hell yeah. You was wrong on. You was wrong on Cleveland while I took Oakland.
2: Yeah, you One did take Oakland. They won, fuckers.
1: <laughs> you also was wrong on the Saints. Well, I picked Carolina.
2: Yeah, because I didn't know Drew Brees' ass wasn't going to play and Jimmy Clawson. I didn't know Jimmy Clausen's bum ass was going to play. Fuck! <laughs> oh, That's
1: man.
2: Okay, well. We... That's why he's a fucking backup doing commercials talking about if they would just play the backup. They played the backup, but guess what? You fucked up, son.
1: <laughs> backup got his ass whooped. Let's see. We both was one with the Ravens and the Skins.
2: Oh, shit. I, shit. I did I did pretty good. I only missed yeah, one. I, I did all right. I did all right. But let me tell you something about the skins, though. Let me tell you something about that shit right there. All right. It's a division game on a short week. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand. It's a short week. I mean, I grant granted they had to travel. They had to travel to to, to up there to MetLife,
1: there. Yeah.
2: But you're facing a Giants team that just came off giving up a lead and losing to a out of to a team not in their division in the St. Carlos, but not in their division in Atlanta. You would think they'd be right for the picking. Cruz is not back yet, so you know one of their weapons is not there you know you have it or lot but what do they do motherfucking Kirk Cousins goes out there and does what he does best and that's throw interceptions and turn the fucking ball over and doesn't make good decisions and now look at them we end up losing to the freaking Giants gave the Giants their first freaking win of the year and what well, i mean and for what and now there's talk that Colt McCoy cut his foot, and he may not be available to be backup this Sunday when we host Philly, which means you-know-who is going to end up being number two behind good old Kurt, and that number two is going to be RG3. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about this. Kirk Cousins had not a very good game on Thursday. He's had ten – he'll have ten days to think about that performance and then he's gotta go against Philly who's revitalized and looking to get make it two in a row and then make it a get a division win. And you know that if Colt McCoy does not go, then of course, good old RG three is gonna be looming in the he's gonna be looming right behind him. Like that mean that going around, he's gonna be like Kurt sitting on the bench looking straight ahead, RG three looking at him like yeah, motherfucker. You know, you know that's gonna be my spot again.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I've I, I already said this was coming. I told her uh, my prediction when the season started was RG will be starting again by week five. But here, here, here's my rant. Okay, my rant for from week three. That game was a complete fucking nightmare. It's so much where you can point and blame at. I do not, I cannot blame the defense. Here's why. One, they was on the field the they the entire fucking game. All, I mean, the offense couldn't do shit. They wouldn't run a ball. They couldn't move the ball. I mean, play calling was horrible. Kirk Cousins' decision-making was fucking horrible. I mean, <clears throat> this shit was terrible. Against the New York Giants team that really didn't have a pass rush coming in two week three. I blame – I'm looking at Jay Groovy. Yes, you had a short week. Yes, you only had four, four days to prepare for this game. But that's no excuse. You are a professional coach. You are a coach in a professional football league. You are an NFL head coach. This is what head coaches get paid to do, to get their teams ready for a short week. This is not the first time a, co- a coach had to get a team together in four days or less. So I can't even use the excuse of a short week. Because that's complete bull. Because there's so many coaches that have gotten their team ready and still was able to win. I'm not well, going to blame the fact that this game. Exactly. I'm not going to blame the fact that this, this game was on the road. Because I mean, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at this game. How in the, after you had a sensational performance running the ball in your first? Two games, well, really one and a half because that Miami game they stopped running the ball in the second half. But you, you back to back games you had a hundred, a hundred yard rusher. Why would you not run the ball against the Giants? Why did Morris only have six carries? Six. Yes, Matt Jones did fumble before he broke the plane. But if you would have effectively ran the ball, that fumble shouldn't even been anything to further damage the skins. How do you prepare your quarterback that you spoke so highly of, that you damn near put your job on the line for, in a position where he had no safety, no help, nothing to make him feel comfortable. You take away the run game. He is on his own. He's already an interception machine. Why would you take the run game from him? What kind of bullshit is that? What kind of coaching is that? I get it. The Giants are not that great against pass defense but you do not have a quarterback that can take them apart at all. The Giants still have a soft defensive line. Even if you didn't run a ball, short passes, run plays, play action. Don't have Cousins going deep. He does not have the arm for nor the accuracy. Now let's talk about Captain Kirk. Lord. So I'm sitting back, watching. I'm sitting back watching him throw. Every time he threw, his head never moved. Every throw he did, he never saw the field at all.
2: Yeah, he he, he stared down receivers. He definitely stared down receivers.
1: Exactly. But I mean, I'm I'm gonna get to that point a little in a few, but. Looking at every other touchdown that he throws. He stares down. You can see that he stares down the receivers. You can see that he's not seeing a field. You can see that he's not even taking the time to look around to even look for a check down receiver. Now I'm gonna get. I'm going to get into him staring down receivers. It's amazing how people said RG couldn't read defenses. On the same hand, the guy that you put starting over him can't either. Not only that he can't read defenses, he also stayed down his receivers. He doesn't read the field. He doesn't look at the field. He doesn't see what's open. All he's doing is Looking at one receiver, hoping that he can squeeze it in. But him, I mean, here's the problem with, that I have with that. When RG three was quote unquote doing it, that seeing the field, that reason, defense, everybody was ready to sit in an entire lynch ball battle. Her cousins does it in. There's an excuse for everything that he does. Why is that? You current it's obvious that you have a quarterback that ha that's doing a, doing some of the same things that you said your starter was doing. Well the former starter was doing, but yet you caught him you, you coddled him instead of your franchise quarterback. Honestly, this is stuff that I've been seeing from Kirk Cousins. He does not see the he does not see the field. He does not read defenses, and he stares down receivers. <coughs> it's only a matter of time before of people, Kirk Cousins will go back to being a backup. Jay Gruden will be gone by this season. I've never ever in my life seen a fucking for excuse of a head coach, I mean, I never seen a head coach that that has yet accepted fault for any mistakes that were made during
2: the game. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. This Sunday, if the game does happen this Sunday, because there's talk that they're gonna post, they might postpone the game because of Hurricane Joaquin on its way. Uh, up the East Coast, and it could make, you know, be in the area this Sunday. So, um, but if this game is played Sunday, how much of a chance, like what percentage do you think will, is a chance that RG3 enters the game against Philly on Sunday if Kirk Cousins struggle? Honestly,
1: yeah, I
2: mean, I want to say there's a good chance. But
1: knowing Jay Gruden and his pride, it probably won't happen. It's one, it wouldn't come every bad time to telling him to put R.G. in the game. I don't care what nobody says. Kirk Cousins hasn't had the rest. Well, this is his time to stop. Kirk Cousins had plenty of opportunities to show that he can be a starter in his league. This guy is three and fucking nine. Four interceptions in three games. With two, with two, two interception games. I'm sorry, mm. Kurt is not that guy. I'm not calling him a bum, but he is not—he's not worth the hype that he gets at all. Because honestly, he still does the same shit that people say RG does. It's simple as that. This curtain is at the point where I don't feel comfortable with him, and the fact that Court cut his foot—I mean, shit. I, God, like, I
2: mean, I was, I was comfortable with Court. Court doesn't have an arm strength, but shit. Here's my thought.
0: Here's my thought
2: on. Hmm. So I had to take a drink there. Um, here's my thought. If Kirk Cousins a this Sunday against the Eagles, there is a 0% chance that RG3 enters the game. And here's why. Like you mentioned earlier, the bad thing. I'm going to expound on that a little bit more. Jay Gruden has put basically his name on Kirk Cousins. And he would basically make himself look like a shittier coach than he already is by pulling him at the first sign of adversity, meaning he struggles in a game. So even if, even if RG3 is the number two quarterback coming in, going in this Sunday, he won't see the field. If Kurt struggles, he won't see the field. He will be, you know, he will be, just watching the game. He will at least be in uniform, but that's about it. It's a 0% chance that rd 3 enters the game this Sunday. One, if the game is played this Sunday, and two, if Kirk Cousins struggles, he won't enter the game. They're going to make Kirk Cousins go out there and be a professional and see if he can right the ship and get himself back from getting out of trouble. And I'm going to tell you, he's not going to be able to do it. And I foresee another loss to, I foresee back to back losses to division foes. And yeah.
1: I mean, yes. I mean, I just see Drew not trying to stick to his gun. He's trying to get Kirk out prove that Kirk is everything that he believes Kirk is. However,. What can Gruden do once Snyder and Scott no longer see what you see in Kirk Cousins? How long do you think it's going to take for them to say, you know what, this isn't working? I mean, obviously this is your guy, but your guy is nothing. Your guy cannot win as a starter. Your guy can't outperform the guy that you see that you simply told us to take the start job from. You sold us on Kirk Cousins. You put your job on the line for this guy. You told me that R.G. was not the quarterback for this team. You did everything to break this guy, and now the guy that you got running can't even, can't even control the steering on him. I mean, I look at Kirk Cousins, I don't see a great leader. I don't. I mean, from the way he plays, I don't see leadership. I see the lost and confused quarterback. A quarterback that plays with zero confidence. There was actually actually a report where it was admitted that that he wasn't confident in that Giants game. Who the fuck means a non confident quarterback? How the fuck do you expect to win or become a starter in this league if you're not confident? He was confident in the Rams game but wasn't confident in the Jazz game. You are an NFL quarterback. You're supposed to be confident every game, every snap, every minute, hell. Even doing training camp at OTAs.
2: I think so, we should you know, move we'll, on from this. We should move on from this because I know, you know, we got Philly on, on Sunday, and Philly is actually three-point and a, three point favorites. Uh, Honestly, uh,
1: if Kirk struggles and the Redfields don't win the ball, This game is going to be ugly. Sam Bradford is into having the best game of his career. Maybe because Philly will run a ball. I mean, our run defense is pretty good, but how long do you expect them to be good when they're not getting off the field? Well, your offense can't keep them off the field if we if. If Kirk comes out the way he did against the Giants, I'm turning. The, I'm turning my TV at half-time.
2: No, I watch it because you know I want to ask him. I, ask
1: him. I mean, that's my thing. I mean, I watch. Him. I watch him. That game against the Patriots in 2007, I watched every minute. I watched every new England touchdown. I even stayed to see the skins finally score.
2: I actually didn't watch all of that game because that night I was actually going to Survivor series when in was at the Center. So I actually missed uh I believe the second half of that ass whooping, but if I wasn't if I wasn't going to Verizon Center I probably would have watched that entire ass whooping myself. Uh, but
0: Dude, right, but dude, there's
2: something there's something else that needs to be talked about, and that's tomorrow night's game with the Steelers and the Ravens, which is one of the most fiercest rivalries in the NFL going on today. And you know now it's you know Ben is not playing; he's gonna be out for at least four or six weeks with a sprained MCL, and it's gonna be the Mike Vick show with Le'Veon Bell in the background in the backfield and. Uh, Antonio Brown out there on the uh, wide receiver. Baltimore's defense is not the same without T. Sizzle. But again, this is one of the most fiercest rivalries uh, in, in 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 NFL. And here's a fun stat, here's a funny stat for you: The Steelers have played seven games against the Ravens without uh, Ben Roethlisberger being under center. They have. Won only one of those seven games. They are one and six against the ra in the last seven games against the Ravens when playing without Ben Roethlisberger. So that puts the favor in the that puts that in the favor of Baltimore. But what do you think?
1: Okay, uh, here's my here's what I think. Mike Mike Vick will Le'Veon Le'Veon Bell. That could be a very lethal combination. Why? Because at the age of 35, Mike Vick is still fast. He's still elusive. He still can make defenders miss. He can still run all over the field. You put him with a great back like Le'Veon, some shit can really happen. I'm looking at this Ravens defense, which is not so great right now. Mhm I mean, I'm looking at this rate. I'm looking at the defense. Like, I don't think, I don't think even with Mike Bick, <coughs> I don't think the Ravens can stop it. However, I don't think the Steelers will outscore the Ravens. I don't know. This game could really
2: go either way. At one thing about the Ravens Steelers rivalry and just I just want to give you a heads up, this is what I want to talk about next week on the show is, you know, what is our what is our you know, something to think about for next week. What is your in your view the top five fiercest rivalries in the NFL? And this rivalry between the Steelers and Ravens ranks up there in the top five. In my top five at least. Um you know. so, I want you, you know, uh, you know, think about that. We'll talk about that next show, next week. But I will say this: the Ravens, they're coming off a tough launch to Cincinnati, a division foe. Now they're facing another division foe, foe, who is a fierce rival, on a short week. Now I know we've used the whole short week thing all most of the show, and you know I'm pretty sure people are tired of it. But I mean, this is something you have to think about: is they only had. Maybe Tuesday and today to prepare before they you know get ready have the game because a lot of times teams don't practice the day after a game you know they need that time for rest and look at film so I'm sure that they you know they only had two days to prepare and now they got to go into this game and one of these two teams is going to be truly prepared to win while the other one is not. Now, will it be the Steelers? Given the fact that now they have Michael Vick, who's going to be starting, will they have to alter their, you know, their playbook, their, you know, play calling? Will they have to dumb it down a little bit, to, you know, for him since he hasn't been in the system very long? Uh, or are they going to, you know, leave the door wide open for him to go out there and do what he does because he has been a starter before in the league? Will it be the Ravens? Will Joe Flacco? uh get you know, get back all you know, get it back and do well and uh you know, will the defense be able to, you know, kill you know, bring you know, bring them down a peg. You never know. That's why I can't wait to watch this this I cannot wait to watch this game on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. I mean, again, I mean, this is one of the, this is a heated rivalry, so it should be a great game. But honestly, I don't think the Ravens – I don't know. I don't think the Ravens well. I mean, I think the Ravens can win.
2: Mm-hmm. See what happens. It would be um. It would be, be like I said, It would be a great game to watch. It would be a great game to watch. I can't wait to watch it because it's going to be so awesome to watch. It's going to be like cause it's going to be Smash Mouth. It's going to be physical. It's going to be a lot of heat. You know, heated attitudes and you know a lot of that going on. I'm telling you, it's going to be. It's going to be a great. It's going to be great. I can't wait. We can't wait.
1: It should
2: be. Oh, oh should we I love him. left. Well, let's quickly talk about Aaron Rodgers' game on Monday night. Like, is this dude like a freak of nature or what?
1: Aaron Rodgers has been on a different level for the past few seasons. What he did Monday night that's not surprise me—not one bit. I mean, it's Rodgers.
2: I see I see you do like I mean, it's funny though because his game his game his the game he played on Monday night almost cost me in fantasy football because he ended up with like thirty five friggin points, and it's like he scored thirty four points, and my opponent ended up losing by two
1: I mean. Like, I mean, what can you say about doing it? I mean, he's your reigning league MVP. I mean, anything Aaron Rodgers does does not surprise me. I mean, he's a great quarterback. There's nothing you can say about this guy. There's nothing you can say about the guy. I mean, he has a great supporting cast, and he can make it happen. I mean, him and Tom Brady are looking very deadly right now. For a different, I mean, different reasons. I mean, Tom is coming off his controversy, and Aaron Rodgers is coming off in <coughs> the MVP season. So.
2: And he's coming off losing his uh, favorite receiver, Jordy Nelson, to a torn ACL, and he's still going out there. They, like, they said that Aaron Rodgers is the first quarterback in God knows how many years to throw at least 10 touchdowns and no picks through the first three games of the season. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. That's that's was crazy. Aaron Rodgers is not throwing interception yet this season.
1: Be there, I'm ready.
2: I mean, both of them are just balling out of control right now, man. It's just like, are you are like, are we looking at a possible Super Bowl matchup between a Aaron Rodgers, down double Mister Discount double check, and terrific Tom? Because if that happens, I'm telling you that is going to be a that is going to be a highly Rated Super Bowl because both of those quarterbacks out there playing each other for Christ's sakes. Honestly, I think it's a game that needs to know, happen. That, I mean, did
1: you, you, did you have, imagine that,
2: that as a Super Bowl?
1: I mean, I mean that'll be a regular bowl. I mean, it will possibly be a, I mean, it, it's going to be a shootout.
2: You got number twelve versus number twelve. Essentially that game's gonna be like defense? What defense? Family, both teams' defenses
1: have improved. I mean I'm looking at Green Bay and I'm looking at New England. Both defenses have improved.
2: Yeah, but I mean I I mean, don't get me wrong, I know they both got very strong defense, but I mean when you think about Aaron Rodgers and the way he plays and then Tom Brady and the way he's he is so masterful with that offense I just got a feeling it's going to be a high scoring game. and It's going to be like defense. What defense?
1: Man, defense don't even
2: need to show up. No bullshit. They should show it. It just be it should be a rod and, and everybody's rod is in their offense, and then Tom Brady in their offense, and just you know figure out who you know who who can get to like we like we how we used to do it in street ball. Who can get to like. 54 points first. <laughs> like, who can get the 54 points first? Pretty much. That uh. would pay want to see that Super Bowl if, it, if, it, if it, it does end up being, you know, Green Bay and New England. I would pay to watch that Super Bowl. Uh.
1: I mean that'll be, I mean that probably be the highest the Super Bowl ever. I mean I'm talking about Floyd Pacquiao money. Yeah. I mean the NFL could could use a, use that, use a Super Bowl at, of
2: that caliber. And then this will be the 50th Super Bowl, so that would. Be oh my god! You just add that that you know sort of. You add that to the picture along with the fact that you know it would be a matchup like that. Good grief! NFL will be making money hand over freaking fist.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that he will. I mean, pay. I mean. Fucking Brady versus fucking Rodgers, twelve versus twelve.
2: The battle, you, yeah, you know. Yeah, but we're still, we're still just, we're still just going into week four of the season. It's way too early to, you know, about that. But it would be pretty, it would be pretty awesome if it happened, before though.
1: We'll before that. we actually get off, in the first three weeks, who has been your surprise? Who, who's who's so
2: surprised us so far? The Jets. The Jets are surprised. The Jets and the Bills have surprised me, uh, especially the Jets, because, you know, their quarterback situation was definitely in doubt, even with Geno Smith being out after having his jaw broken by a teammate. But they have surprisingly done pretty well um, so far this season. Who surprised me? The Buffalo Bills. Rex Ryan has gone in there and taken Tyrod Taylor, who's been a career backup, and has revitalized this kid. This kid has been out here doing it, and then with CJ Spiller and with um, and with Shady McCoy back in the backfield,
0: Jesus! Well, technically,
2: like those were yes, no surprise. C.
0: They don't
1: have CJ anymore.
2: Oh, they don't have CJ, but anymore. they have Shady though.
1: But they, they do have, have Shady though. Shady. They have Shady, but. Here's another back that has really stepped this game up for the Buffalo Bills. His name is Carlos Williams. He had an impressive game last like against Miami. So I think Shady went down with something, and Shady might not play this week. <laughs> so I expect Carlos Williams to have another big game. I cannot say the Bills are surprising me because I mean. This was a team that won nine games last season. Their only weak link was the quarterback position. Now they have Terrell Taylor, who's pretty much balling right now. If you can keep this up, the Bills can be a legitimate contender for the in the AFC. I mean, New England will still win a division, but the Bills will be a daily team in the AFC playoffs. I mean, the defense was already there. They have a nice receiver squad with Sammy Watkins, with Robert Woods. One game was upgraded. All they needed was a signal caller. I got to say, my surprise team, As of right now, Arizona Cardinals. Little, I mean, not the fact that they're just 3-0. They're 3-0 and beat this shit out of you. I mean, Carlton Palmer is back, healthy. He's looking good. The offense is moving the ball. Defense is not giving up nothing. All around, this team looks like they can be a legitimate contender. This might might not be the year that Seattle wins the West. Honestly, I I think that Seattle will will split with these guys. I don't think Seattle will sweep them. I mean, the fact that the Seahawks are one and two. I mean, it's still early, but they haven't looked like the Seahawks from two years ago. You know, they don't even like the Seahawks from last year. But it should be interesting, though. Arizona is looking great right now. Mm-hmm. I, I can't take that wrong. <laughs> Defense, offense, everything is on a level course. Mm. But that is it. For uh, that's it. We're done. Be in chat. Be on the monitor, Mike. Chat. 10 p.m. Central. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. Central. Ah. Uh,
2: tonight.